Hi there, I'm Sarah Zarella, a portrait and wedding photographer and your host for Wedding Secrets Unveiled. This is a podcast where we cut through the complexity of wedding planning, leaving you with everything you need to know direct from the industry experts. If you want to simplify your wedding planning while having fun, of course, you came to the right place. Join me while I guide you through your planning, starting from your engagement to your big day where you say, I do. After photographing for the past 18 years, I am sharing with you tips and tricks to cut through the excess noise because I believe from the moment you said yes, your planning experience should be a magical time in your life. Here you'll find episodes that are fun, stress-free, and straight to the point with a fresh, honest take about the reality of what you really need to know about planning your perfect day. Let's dive in. Welcome back to Wedding Secrets Unveiled podcast, friends. Who does not want to look and feel fabulous on their wedding day? I have yet to meet someone who does not want to take this for high importance on their special day. That's why I'm so excited for you to meet our guest today, Carrie, who is the head stylist and owner of Pro Radiance Artistry. We will be talking all about the perfect tips and tricks on finding your ideal makeup artist along with hairstylists for your wedding day. Do you know where to start with this? If this is of importance to you and you want to know some key points on how to find the perfect match, then this episode is for you. So in this episode, we're going to be going through Carrie's five points you need to consider and look for when finding your perfect stylist. She's also going to talk about the importance of trials and timelines and why they're so important for your day. So, we're here to serve you and help you find the perfect stylist for your wedding day to make you look and feel fabulous. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Carrie. So let's dive in. Hello, Carrie. Thank you for joining me today. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to have you here. You are my girl, my go-to to make me look and feel fabulous. Every time someone sees a picture of me on my Instagram or my Facebook, along with Dan or myself, granted Dan doesn't get his hair and makeup done with you, but I know I do. It's you. You're the master behind the creation. Oh, thank you. So for those people who don't know you, though, can you kind of go over who you are, who you serve, and what you do in your business? Well, I got my first job when I was in college working at the Mac counter in 2006. I was actually majoring in journalism communications at the time. Um, I fell in love with doing makeup and I just felt like I wasn't really working and I knew I wanted to do something with that. I wasn't really sure what. I knew that Um, You know, my parents owned businesses growing up. My mom owned an exercise studio. My dad owned a jewelry business. So it kind of ran in the family. It was something I enjoyed doing when I was little. Um, I just didn't know what the entirety of the business would be. So I went and I got my aesthetics license to give myself more credentials. I traveled. I lived in Nashville. I lived in New Jersey, did makeup for various fashion shows, celebrities. Actually, Kimberly, can't remember her last name, from Little Big Town was one of my clients, Chapman, Chapman. Um, So that was fun, but I I knew I wanted to live at home and raise a family. So when I moved back to Rhode Island, I opened up Pro Radiance, and I've been doing that for the last eight years, and I just can't picture myself doing anything else. Awesome. So you basically came from a family of entrepreneurs. Yes. It was just following your dream. Eight years later, here you are. Yep. Awesome. Yep. 
So let's just dive right into the nitty gritty of being a stylist. What are some things that couples need to consider when they're hiring a makeup artist along with a hairstylist for their wedding? Yeah, so that's a very good question, Sarah. There are so many talented people in this industry, but that, you know, judging from a picture in their work doesn't actually mean that it's going to be a good experience from beginning to end. So I would start by saying, you know, do you have a rapport or vibe with your artist? So um, your number one thing would be like, do you have a vibe or rapport? Yeah. Got it. Yep. Um, you know, your your wedding day is so special. You want to feel relaxed, confident, comfortable. You want to know that they're going to be catering to you. So, um, you know, someone that has really good customer service, I think, would be, you know, another thing. Um, timing is everything. So you want to make sure that they're prompt. And, you know, just by backing that up, someone that's going to provide a timeline for you on the day of the wedding, but also keeping in mind, you know, other vendors. So your number, timing. So your number two would be just make sure they're prompt because timing is pretty much everything. Yes. Got yep. it. Yep. Um, so I would say if we're going to list things in order, number three would be experience. You know, someone can have been in the makeup business for a long time doing, say, photo shoots, but not necessarily weddings. So good point. you want somebody that has a lot of experience doing weddings so that they understand things that can go wrong. And yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Understand that things that can go wrong and handle it with ease and care. Absolutely. But, yeah. Because, you know, obviously, the you know, people haven't gotten married before, so they don't really understand. But on our end, it's like we know, you know, so many different things that can happen that can just kind of derail the whole day. Yeah. So, like you said, I mean, you can have someone who's great at makeup, great at hair, but they have to have the experience in the wedding world. Absolutely. The yep. And what would be your fourth? Um, <laughs> You know, just to be really blunt, I would say someone that's able to check their ego at the door. You know, again, in this business, there's a lot of people that we could say are a little egotistical and it gets in the way of being able to really serve the customer and give them what it is that they're looking for. And what would be your final tip? Your five? You get what you pay for. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. It, it's, hey, it is what it is. Yeah. So, Carrie, you mentioned as one of your five key points to consider when looking for a perfect stylist to make sure that you vibe with your stylist. So what are some steps someone can take to make sure that they can do this? Sure. Um, so basically, in the beginning, I always try and do a, either a phone consultation or even a Zoom call with them just so they can get to know my personality and vice versa. Um, I feel like a consultation will really allow them to know whether or not they, they're going to fit well with that person. You probably know right away. I, I would say, yeah. Right. Um, you know, again, it, I feel like it's more on their end to make the decision. It's mm -hmm. not like I'm choosing who I'm going to work with, but... But you, you probably know when you vibe with somebody. Like, yeah. I mean, at least I know. We do the same thing. Like, I'll get on the phone. I'll talk to somebody. I'll know right away. I mean, again, it's their decision. But I'll know right away. I'm like, I vibe. Yeah, totally. Like, I, I'm going to be her, there. Yeah, so it really only has to be like a 10-minute conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then we do the trials. But the trials, I would say more over the last like couple years, are usually booked after the wedding is booked. Um, but... 
you know, some brides will request a trial ahead of booking, in which case the trial, which is a one-hour service, um, they'll be able to see the skill of the artist and then also, you know, chat with them and, and see if it if it's a good fit. Interesting. And then is there another key component out of making sure that you can vibe? Yeah, I mean, just to touch upon um, what I was – mentioning before that you really want someone that provides good customer service. You want someone that's going to really listen to what the person is looking for as opposed to just doing what they think is going to look good or what what they think is going to work because in the end, if you give them what they're looking for, they're going to be happy. So basically, to make sure that you can vibe with them, you recommend that they just get on the phone with you. Do a trial with you, yep, and then just make sure that, like, in that trial, that they're that you're catering to them. Yes, I can tell you a lot of times, um, you know, I, I get asked often who I recommend for hair and makeup. Yeah, so I, I have my list and I give it to them yep. and I let them decide. Yeah, and I actually tell them, I say, just get on the phone, talk to them. Um, I say about three. I give out three names. I think yeah. that's solid. Is that at that point they can make their? I know that you guys are professionals. Yeah, so I know you're going to do a good job. It's just a matter of. Who yeah, they who, click with. Exactly. Um, but every now and then I'll get someone who hasn't asked me and they've found their own hair and makeup and they'll have gone through the trial. And then they call me up and they say, I went through a trial. It was terrible. Yeah. Like, who do you recommend? Right. So I think that it's it's interesting that you just gave the three steps because that's kind of what I'm seeing. I see step yeah. one, you know, just get on the phone. I, and I hear step two sometimes it's very successful and sometimes right. it's not. And you know what? If it's not, then that just means they're closer to... Their goal. Yeah, figuring out what they want, what they don't want, whether it's a, whether it's a skill thing or just a personality thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the, the consultation and the trial... Are key to are making key. sure you vibe. Yeah. So you said number two and your five key points to consider when hiring a stylist was timing was everything. Can you dive in a little bit about what you mean by this, about the timing and the importance? Yeah. I think when I first started doing makeup, which is 15 years ago and definitely ages me, but <laughs> um, I would just kind of get an idea of what time I needed to be there. And then there would just be like 10 girls and we just had to do 10 girls hair and makeup. But what I ran into at the time was, you know, sometimes the person that you needed next for makeup was getting their hair done. And then the makeup artist or hairstylist would end up waiting, you know, 30 or 40 minutes for that person to come sit in the chair. And it's just it wastes time. Uh, Carrie, so. can I just not, not to totally interrupt you on this one, but I have so much to say about this. Can I, as a photographer, can I have to second this for our listeners? Please, if you're listening to this, make sure your hair and makeup person understands exactly when you're getting into your dress. Yeah, it's a domino effect, and it's like one of the first questions I ask them when I send them the questionnaire. Like, what time does your photographer <laughs> want you? To be dressed and, and like ready to leave or in their robes because they're coming to take pictures or sitting in the makeup chair because they because the bride wants hair and makeup photos. Yeah, because so, a lot of times, too, we might need the bride, but we don't need the bridesmaids. Right. So, so maybe you, 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 you end with the bride and start working the bridesmaids. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm so happy you brought this point up yeah. because as a photographer, uh, um, one of – 
I'll just tell you a backstory. So I was just chit-chatting with another fellow photographer of mine over the weekend. Yeah. And I asked her how her wedding went. And she's like, it was awesome. She's like, it was absolutely awesome. She's like, it's so good to, you know, be back full swing doing weddings, you know, because obviously we had a little bit of a different year last year. And she says, you know what, though, Sarah, I, I, I just, I, I, I keep running into the same problem. She's like, hair and makeup always um, puts a halt on the day. Yeah. And she had a trouble where with the hair and makeup artist at this particular wedding just kept going and going mm-hmm. and going. And, like, I mean, she's like, how much more highlighter can you put on the person's chest? And <laughs> she, we laugh, but it's true. She's like, Sarah, literally the timeline got pushed back by a half an hour. But what, what, what the what – the, Couples don't understand is they want to look and feel great. So, yes, I mean, of course they're going to have the hair and makeup artists keep doing what they're doing. And, and we want that. But they don't understand that also, too, your ceremony is not getting pushed back. No. So if your hair and makeup takes all this time, yeah. what just happened was all that money that she spent on her photographer just got cut. Because I'm not going to mention this photographer's name, but it's one of my good friends. But she was basically saying I had I couldn't do everything I talked to her about because right. it was either she does everything now the bride's late to the ceremony exactly or she just cuts out what the bride hired her to do, mm-hmm. which so and there's a lot of money yeah. at stake and you know so it's um, I guess also on the flip side we've gotten to weddings where I have sent them timelines which I'll get to in a second. And they're upstairs doing yoga and having to shower. Right. So, you know, you have... Communication is important. Yeah, it's like you have both ends. But either way, I think in regards to a timeline, and I think that I pride myself on running a tight ship with Mm -hmm. that, the timeline is sent to the bride, I don't know, a week or two before the wedding to have them approve it. So that they can share it with their photographer and every other vendor involved in the day to make sure that it all is going to work together. And so that every bridesmaid can have an appointment time. So whether they're going to be there the entire time the services are going on or um, they're just going to show up for their appointment time, at least they know when they need to be there and when they're going to be done. No, and I think that's key. Like you said, it's communication and it's the timeline. But that, I just had to chime in on that one because (laughs) as a photographer, like that's a pain point for me when she's still sitting in the makeup chair. And like you said, on the the flip side, maybe you guys started later because of something that was miscommunicated, you know, on the other end. So like you said, for you, you run a tight ship to make sure that everybody understands. And like, look, it's not, I think sometimes too, having having a tight timeline relieves the stress of the day yeah so it just makes everybody everything flow so like naturally yeah and, but i yes i just want it's to... less stressful for the mm-hmm. bride because ultimately our goal as vendors is to make their day as stress-free absolutely and you know happy and fun as possible and work together and work together teamwork yeah. teamwork exactly <laughs> teamwork makes the dream but work. i'm just saying there there's definitely um, when I see like you on the sheet or there's other makeup artists too, I know I'm like, okay, great. This wedding's <laughs> going to run on time. And then there's some people when I see on the sheet that I'm like, okay, I know that this is going to take a little bit longer. And then, you know, because I've been doing this for so long, I just honestly just adjust. Yeah. I, I, I call a yeah. bride and I say, we're going to move everything <laughs> up a little bit. Right. <laughs> but, you know, back to the whole ego thing, I think it's important if the makeup artist or whoever is running the show there that day is able to be aware enough of 
you know, timing and maybe things that are changing a little bit, then they would they can kind of speed things up, slow things down or whatever they need to do, you know, to make it work. And that's why a seasoned artist would understand that. Well, that was your third point. Yeah. Was so tell me a little bit about that. Go into a little bit about your third point about having the experience. And you you mentioned something like checking your ego at the door, basically. So (laughs) tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just really about the bride, you know, in, in the experience the bride gets from beginning to end. You know, um, giving them their trial and asking them questions and showing them pictures and sending them a questionnaire and being open to constructive criticism. I feel like for me, you know, I tell them, you know, I, I, I really just want to make you happy. So even in the trial, if there's something that you don't like, please tell me. I'm not going to take offense to it. Like, I know that I'm really good at what I do. It's just a matter of can we nail down what it is that you want? And I feel like a lot of people in this business who do hair and makeup wouldn't be able to receive the constructive Mm -hmm. criticism well. And so the bride would just say, I'm afraid to really say anything to them. I'm going to go to someone else. Right. You know? So you're saying that for those people who are listening is just open up and 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 you know tell them exactly what you want. So you so you're open to pi- like Pinterest pictures and yeah, in, in, whatever it takes, Sarah. Yeah. But I feel like in in the consultation, like I kind of explain that to them and make them feel comfortable enough to come to me and let me know if there's something that they don't like or if there's something they're not happy with, or if there's something that needs to be changed. Yeah. So because that- if they're not comfortable. They're not going to come to me, and then they're going to go somewhere else. Go somewhere else. Yeah. So that kind of goes hand in hand with your third and fourth point is that, you know, have the experience. Make sure you have someone that has experience, but then also, to make sure that, like, as as your words would say, check your ego at the door. Like, you want to make sure that you have someone that just kind of listens to you. And and, and especially with you being the experience, like you said, you're not worried that you're not going to get them what they're looking for. It's just you have to figure out what they're looking for. Yeah, and I think with the client and the artist, it's, it's a team effort. The final point that you brought up was you get what you pay for. So let's dive into this a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, well, well, first off, what is an average cost? of a? Like, can we talk about the average? Yeah. Um, I would say our prices are pretty competitive. So What's the average cost of the stylist is right now? Yeah. So for hair, if you get both hair and makeup, hair and makeup for the bride is 300 Okay. If you get both hair and makeup for an attendee, it's 180 And do you have – is there, like, an industry standard where, like, you have to have a certain amount of people or there's travel versus – I mean, kind of explain how hair and makeup would work for people who are listening to this that have actually never, like, even started to even yeah. look. Yeah. So most of what we do are on-site services, um, in which case sometimes a travel fee does apply. Um but in general, we do have a minimum for on-site services, which would be around, like, four people. Four people. Got it. Yeah. And if they're getting hair and makeup, it would be, like, eight services, whether it's the same person or different people. Got it. Yeah. Got it. It just, you know, a lot of the girls that work for me have second jobs, so it has to be worth their time, essentially. And on a side note, do you find that – um, a lot of the brides pick up the tabs for their bridesmaids, or do you find that the bridesmaids pay? I'm just I'm just curious of what you're yeah, seeing. Yeah, I feel like 
Most of the time, the brides pay for themselves. I would say, I don't know, maybe 10 or 20% of the time, the brides will pick it up and kind of give it to them as their... Bridesmaid gift. Gift, yeah. Yeah, yeah Which I, I think figured. is super sweet. And we have gift certificates that we, you know, can give to the bride to give to them as like a gift so they have something like tangible. That's nice because, yeah. I, because a lot of times people may, there's so much that goes into a wedding, like expenses for a bridal party. Yeah. So it's kind of a win-win because now the bride gets her girls to all look and feel fabulous, but at the same time the girls are not now paying a little extra expense. Oh. I, was just cur- I was just curious because a lot of times I show up and it's, Believe it or not, it's like right when the money transaction's happening because it's right towards the end. Yeah, and I, and and I and I do see a lot of times the bride paying, and I and I just always wonder. I'm like, you know what? I meant to like. Obviously, I'm not going to ask them. I'm just curious. Like, yeah. Do, are you finding that that's a gift that a lot of times the bride? Yeah, a lot of time it's yeah. a gift. A lot of times it's a gift. But um, yeah, we usually try and have the final payment be paid like well in advance. So there is no exchange of money on, on the, the day, day of. of. It just gets so chaotic and makes things a little bit more stressful. But, I mean, if I were a bridesmaid, I've been in a, a few weddings. I think it would be, you know, amazing to have that paid for as a gift. You know, right. you get to look and feel good and not have to dish out the money. <laughs> so with that said, though, you get what you pay for. it. So tell us um, a little bit about, you know, what what you get. Well, I think the, um, you know, someone who charges a little bit more is aware of industry prices, so they're competitive, but mainly it's just experience that you're paying for. The experience covers, you know, the talent, the work ethic, the customer service, the knowledge of things that can go wrong, you know, so it's all-encompassing. Someone that isn't inexperienced, you may not pay as much, and their work might be you know, decent or maybe even great at that, but if they don't have the experience to back it up, then it could derail your day. Like you talked about, you could be a great hair and makeup stylist, but maybe not used to weddings. And then there's, exactly. there's and you know, and that's the same thing with my industry. I know so, I always tell people I could be like 10 times better a photographer if I could just photograph, but being a wedding photographer, oh, yeah. there's so much more that, we're managing, yeah, like not and just corralling. and corralling, managing. <laughs> I mean, orchestrating. Like I, I'm dealing with family dynamics. I'm dealing with emotions of my couples. I'm there with them all day, so I have to know when to step away, step back. Yep. Um, I'm not just doing photography. So I, you know, I'm sure the same thing with you. Like you could have a great hair and makeup artist, but if they're not used to the dynamics and the right. personalities and the timelines of the wedding day, it's yeah. a whole other game. Absolutely. So you just recommend making sure that you you do have someone that specializes in, in, weddings, in weddings and has the experience. Yeah. Well, Carrie, we talked about your five points. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to kind of go over... You know, when someone should book a stylist, some secrets and tips and tricks that you can give to people. And then you're going to kind of give us some like little takeaways on some of your favorite products. Awesome. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you like what you're hearing, I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. And don't forget, you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate if you left a fabulous review on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support. And now, let's get back to the episode. 
So welcome back, podcast friends. So we're here with Carrie. So Carrie, we talked about your five key points, but let's talk about when should our couples book a stylist? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I find that hair and makeup is usually the last on the list of vendors, which is totally understandable, but I think people don't under, like they fail to to know that we do book a year in advance. So I would say like a year. A year is a good Yeah, I mean, not to say that we don't have openings six months, three months, even two months out, but there's a a high probability that you won't get your date. And once you book your stylist, when do you start doing trials? Yeah, so we usually recommend trials two to three months before the wedding. And I say Is it because that, people's tastes can change? Yes. Okay. That's ex- I was just going to say that. <laughs> you know, it's sometimes they'll they'll come in for a trial before they book just to kind of see if we're a good fit. But then, you know, their wedding isn't for another year and so many things have changed, you know? So a lot of times in that situation they'll come back in for another one closer to the wedding. Yeah, you know what? It's funny that you say that because I always tell my couples um I say go for a trial when you do your engagement pictures, which honestly, sometimes their engagement pictures are about a year out. Yeah. So obviously that's not your wedding trial. That's probably just trying out a hair yes, and makeup exactly. stylist. And then, like you said, you can do second trials. So do you have special pricing for second trials? How does that work? Yeah. So the trials typically are, they're $90 for hair, $90 for makeup. If for whatever reason the bride was unhappy with the trial or just felt like she wanted to see you know, another look specifically with the makeup um, that they should come in and we usually discount the second trial. But for the first hair trial, the hairstylist does a really good job at kind of doing like two to three looks in that one hour time slot because it's easy to transition. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's easy to just like curl the hair and kind of like transition it from down to half up to up in that hour. Whereas like makeup, there's really not like you'd have to like wipe it all off and start over. So that's really interesting that uh, that you can do that. You can do the three different looks or yeah. different looks with hair. But like you said, obviously with makeup, you it's yeah, it's the one look. You can change the lip color easily, mm-hmm. but not too much else. <laughs> Fair enough. Well. What are some myths? Give us a scoop. What are are some hair and makeup myths that are out there? Yeah, so the first thing that comes to mind, I would say um, the lash extensions that, you know, is huge these days, which I happen to love. But I would say they're not the best option for the wedding day. And the reason is the shadow tends to fall into the lash extensions and because you can't put mascara or really anything else on them, it tends to kind of fade the black into like more of like a white gray, which you don't really want for pictures. So we recommend skipping the lash extensions just for the wedding day and getting the adhesive extensions that we put on that are temporary. Well, you know what? That's okay because they do say with lash extensions that you should give your eyelashes a, a break, break, right? So there you go. <laughs> Plan your break around yeah. your wedding day. You know what? It's it's funny that you say that because you recently did my um, hair and makeup for a photo shoot that I have and I have obviously lash extensions. You know, I, I, I went on the trend and I, I beautified <laughs> myself. I figured, hey, we're wearing, back in the day, when I say back in the day, months 
a few months ago, we were wearing masks constantly. So I was like, let me do something with my eyes. Oh, yeah. And um, you had to actually put fake ones on. Yeah. On top and of I my think lashes. The reason, you know, sometimes the reason of putting lash um, adhesive on to the extensions is one, because someone needs a fill, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. Right. Or two, um, you know, it, it darkens the lash line so that if shadow does fall in, it doesn't change the way the extension looks. I, I think with mine, it was also too, just wasn't dramatic enough. A lot of times the lash extensions that you have, you want it to be like everyday look where on your wedding day or for photos, you want a little bit more of a dynamic look. So yeah. I guess myth number one is ditch the lashes. Ditch the lash extensions. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. What's another myth that you can tell us about that you can just, you know, cut that myth out of the equation? Sure. So airbrush makeup obviously is like a huge thing these days. I have gotten a lot of people that have come to me who have never had it done or they have gotten airbrush makeup from another artist. But bottom line is there are a ton of different airbrush makeup lines, just like there's different foundation lines. So if someone had a bad experience with airbrush makeup from a different artist and mentioned that maybe it was cakey or thick or, you know, they didn't like it, it doesn't mean that airbrush isn't for them necessarily. The airbrush makeup that we use is a silicone base So it's water resistant, but it's a natural satin skin finish. So it basically looks like you're not wearing foundation, Foundation. but if they cry, it's not going to like have the drip line on their face. (laughs) Fair enough. So how about hair extensions? And we talked a lot about makeup, but let's kind of get into a little bit about hair. Yeah, yeah. So the hair extensions are also super popular. There is... um, one specifically called the halo, which is like a fountain of hair that has like a, um, not a wire, but like a clear, I don't know what you would call Is that, that the one that connects? I've seen a lot of my... Co- yeah, brides, it kind of just sits on the head. On the head. I, you know what? It's, it's, I've seen a lot of my brides get that recently. Yeah. It's, it's so beautiful. It's like a thick, long, if you want it to be long, you know, piece. However, with that one, you can only wear your hair down or half up. Right. Yeah. I didn't think about it. So because once you bring it up, you can actually see the unit, huh? Yeah, or it'll kind of like fall, you know, yes. like lift up. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, though, clips on the side. So if they are like swinging their head around, mm-hmm. it's not, not going to fall off. <laughs> Fair enough. So since I have you, give our listeners some little tips tricks secrets of the makeup world what is like a takeaway or like a favorite product like just give us the inside scoop something something that you know about that you you're willing to share with us yeah so i am definitely a product junkie are you one of those ones that like you open up your medicine cabinet and you just kind of take over the whole cabinet uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but i am pretty good at like cleaning it out you know if there's things i've had in there for like 10 years or (laughs) whatever i Try and toss it, but um, yeah, I just I just love products. Fair Sephora enough. is like, you know, a kid in a candy store for me. Um, but yeah, if I had to narrow things down for brides to have in their collection of products for 
the wedding or their bridal shower or their bachelorette, I would say NARS Orgasm Blush is a great one. It comes in a cream, like stick found, uh, stick blush for people that have like dry skin or there is like a powder version of it. It's just like a peachy pink with a little, little gold, like, um, is that a little gold shimmer? shimmer? I think I have that. Yeah, that's a good one. I think I do. <laughs> Like a Do you not bullshit. use it? No, because I'm I'm super like rosacea. I don't, but I yeah. have it. I look at it. It looks nice. <laughs> Do you but not wear again, foundation, Sarah? I, I, honestly, I don't even wear makeup unless you do it. Yeah, I just don't. I should start thinking about this. You know, I have to be honest. Like during the week, it's not it's not my go to thing either. I like a lot of mascara. I used to love lipstick and lip gloss, but these days, um... hey, hey, we're back. We're back. The, the, the mask are off. We're back. I thought about that. I was like, I was thinking, I'm like, ooh, dentists must be having a field day right now. Because I bet you, like, you know, a couple months ago when we were wearing the mask 24-7, I bet you a lot of people had braces on, fixing yeah. their teeth, you know. But I was Funny thinking, you say that. I'm a little delayed, but I'm getting my Invisalign. <laughs> you should have got it all last year. Yeah. And I was also thinking, too, I'm like, lipstick sales must be down. I know. But, okay, so back to oh, um, our NAR, NARS orgasm blush yes <laughs> <laughs> but even if you have pink cheeks because it has like a peachy undertone it's not like it wouldn't be terrible so maybe for someone that has it. like really pink cheeks there's a reason why i have it somebody must have recommended it to me and because i always have red cheeks they like you said there it yeah. must it, it balances it out a little i'll try it yeah. i'll put it on tomorrow Go for it. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. I will. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> um, all right. So speaking of lipstick, my favorite one would be Charlotte Tilbury Pillow Talk. It is, I love these names. Yeah. So fun. <laughs> Very risque. Um, it's like a, I would say a purpley pink, but pretty subdued, but enough to give you color and photos, which is huge. And then Ardell Lash Adhesive Strips, number 421. They kind of mimic, like, eyelash extensions, but and they're super natural, but give your eye, like, a nice pop. Awesome. Uh, totally off the subject, I was just thinking about something. Um, the red lipstick, that red, that that's just popular. Yeah. Um, is there, like, a go-to, like, a red go-to that you have? I mean, it's red hard to match. Oh, my God. It's There's just so many variations of red. I have not found a red <laughs> lipstick that looks good with me. And I'm noticing that it's because different reds have, the, like, a blue undertone yeah. or peach undertone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, probably, you, probably, you probably not ask that a lot on weddings because you're not going to wear, like, No, that. there's definitely people that get the red. Really? They're going for, like, that classic look. I love it. Um, I just love it. I, I think it's beautiful. It's pretty timeless, too. But, yeah, MAC, um, you know, naturally I work for them, so I, I, like, go to their colors. But MAC Red is a pretty, like, generic red. MAC Red, I'll look into Ruby that. Ruby Woo. <laughs> you know, speaking of MAC, um, if, for just, I mean, I am not a makeup uh, expert. You just heard me say I don't wear makeup, but MAC Naked Lunch. Ooh. That I do wear. That's a good one. Yeah. So it's any nice, listeners like, out there, like Google that because um, Naked Lunch eyeshadow for somebody like myself who doesn't wear a lot of makeup, I just love it. It's, yeah. I'll put it on every now and then. That's like one of the um, most popular colors we use in really? bridal. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's like just enough, you know. Ooh, I'm trendy on the makeup. Yeah, girl. See that? <laughs> 
All right. So tell me a little bit about like beauty timeline preparation tips. Yeah. So in preparation for the wedding, I think the number one thing that people sometimes forget about is their skin. So very true. Yeah. You have to take a take care of your skin exfoliating is like number one facials are huge it's great to prepare the skin for photos and then like obviously the makeup that's going on it so I would say if if you can and your budget allows it try and get facials monthly six to eight months prior to your wedding interesting okay so monthly facials yeah about six to eight months prior to your wedding so just have that be part of your regimen is yeah. what you're saying yeah okay and a good skincare regimen all right to do at home we do facials so there you go so go see carrie if you want a facial yeah and we offered 20 percent off of facials leading up to the wedding for the brides Ooh, look at that yeah. yes that's a, <laughs> that's a nice little tip gotta make my girls glow What's some other little tips that you can think about that you should tell people that they should start doing leading up to their time, their, their beauty timeline? Yeah. So spray tans are big. Um, I would say 90% of our brides usually get a spray tan for their wedding. Do you do I, those, Carrie? We do. Yep. So I got a question for you. Being a photographer, why is it sometimes... Um... Orange? Yes. <laughs> you know you know that I, like being a photographer, like... Maybe maybe bust my myth right here yeah. because I am so against spray tans for. Uh, but tell me, is, is it is it just that they're doing the wrong thing? You know, again, there's so many different because I've photographed you before and I don't see that on you. Yeah, you have to get a solution or go to a place like Pro Radiance. There you go. <laughs> who has spray tans that have no orange in them? Okay, hallelujah. So, guys, yeah. if you're listening, just go to just go to see Carrie because yeah. I, your photographer does not want to edit orange. Yeah, I think um, – so we have a pH balancing spray that goes on the client before the spray tan. And a lot of times spray tans will come out orange because the pH in the client's skin is, is off, or, off or doesn't – blend well with the product so basically my fear of spray tan is just because it's just not being done right correct so it's so i shouldn't have that fear they just need to go fine which is you know what that's probably a reason why they should start doing actually you said to start doing a spray tan one to two days prior but maybe go do a trial absolutely way before highly recommend there fair enough but yeah think about i mean the kardashians on the on the red carpet yeah they're, they're so orange. busy. They they need to. They don't probably don't have time to lay out in the sun when they're busy. So, and they're they not orange. Their, no, no. Nice and bronzed. That golden, yeah, violet undertone. So I shouldn't be That's fearful a, of spray tan. I should just be fearful of unbalanced spray tan. <laughs> what's a what's a final takeaway that you can give us for prepping for your beauty timeline? Yeah. So. Um, groomsmen oh do tell yeah i have to give my husband credit for this because although he is covered in tattoos and has a scruffy beard he does um he's very handsome yeah thank you very handsome i'm a little biased but (laughs) he um gave me the idea of having groomsmen have on on on-site services the day of the wedding to get like shape ups or beard trims and you know, I took a poll of, of guys that I ran into doing weddings, and every single one of them seemed very excited about it. Absolutely. So we're partnering up with um, Urban Fellow Barbershop, actually, 
starting in 2022 to offer groomsmen services. And I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to be a big hit. That's awesome. I'm excited to see that. So basically, if you're listening, you can really go see Carrie for all things beauty. Spray tans, hair, makeup, facials, and you can bring the soon-to-be hubby, too. I love it. So, Carrie, so for our wrap-up question, what are some key points that couples should be asking makeup artists and hairstylists when they are inquiring to make sure that they are working with a professional company to ensure that their wedding day is going to be absolutely perfect? Um, So, for starters, we're going to, I would say, definitely ask your makeup or hairstylist if they do phone consultations and or trials super important it will allow you to see if you vibe with your with your artist number two ask your makeup artist hairstylist if they do timelines for the day of the event and number three i would say what is your communication process whether it be text email phone you want to be able to get a hold of your makeup artist or hairstylist um, throughout the whole process. Those are really good ones. I like it. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Wedding Secrets Unveiled. You helped our listeners become one step closer to their journey of a stress-free wedding planning process. Can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, so our space is at 5875 Post Road in East Greenwich. We are on Instagram, it's Pro Radiance. And then on Facebook, um, it's just Pro Radiance Artistry. Website is www.proradianceartistry.com. And for our listeners, we will have Carrie's information on our episode show notes, which we will put up on our blog on our website at sarahzarella.com slash podcast. Well, thank you, Carrie, so much. Thank you for having me. I had so much fun. I'm sure I'll see you very soon. Oh, yes. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Wedding Secrets Unveiled. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you something. I encourage you to check out our website at sarahzarella.com. We love photographing while having fun, of course. Check out our podcast page on our website for our show notes along with upcoming episodes with your local wedding experts. Listen in as we help you plan your epic event. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening so you never miss an episode. I would so appreciate if you left a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Even better, share it with a friend. It's a great way to show your support and let us know what you think. If you know any wedding experts that would like to be a guest, We have a link directly on our website where they can let us know. Thank you for listening.